Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, and greatest right and royalty ready, yo. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I haven't cut that, but that's okay because we're getting a whole new setup, and I'm going to recut everything, so it'll just be the beginning of that, and the right and royalty will be taken off. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. I am Miss Leisha. You know, I got my right hand, and most of the time, she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, hey, hey. Child, it's been just a day, honey. I just got so much going on, like, literally. I, I know, know that's right, Leisha. Adding stuff to my pile on my desk. I just be adding stuff and adding stuff and adding stuff, child. I don't know why I even do that to myself. But you I ain't gonna be happy until it until it tips over, girl. But I think it's because my mindset is it'd be easier if I just did it myself. That's literally what I tell myself. It'd be easier if I just did it myself. Let me just do it myself. Let me just go ahead on and do it myself. <laughs> Felice, you got to delegate. Delegate. I don't have nobody to delegate. I don't have nobody to delegate to. <laughs> and if I'm I was sorry, able to, if I, you know, you and I both have so much of my plate, but you know, if there's anything I can help you out with, you just shoot me a little message and just give me my homework, girl. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, so this is the homework. See, okay, so my laptop, my laptop got sick. I'm so sick because I'm writing, and it, it's hard. To, to write and not be able to do what I need to do. So I took it to the Geek Squad, and first they told me it was going to be like $400. I was like, okay, cool. It needs a motherboard and a, a display. All right. These jokers called me three days later and told me it was going to be 
well, hundred dollars. I was like, no, thank you. I can get a whole laptop for that. So what? But I have a really, really good. Yes, I have a really, really good. Like my laptop is is a gaming laptop. It's a lot of power to it. Um. So I kind of don't want to just like throw it to the wayside. So I'm gonna upgrade it myself. <laughs> oh Lord, Lee. So I'm like trying to try to figure out. I gotta get the specs. So I'm figure out the specs for the laptop. Now I gotta figure out the motherboard. Where I'm gonna get the motherboard for? Motherboard might run me like five hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm like, I can do this myself. <laughs> see, I do PC and there you go. I, I, I can do that myself. I'm just saying. <laughs> Do y'all see this? Do y'all see her? And in addition to that, it's the beginning of the year. And y'all know here on Let's Chat, we try to bring something new at the beginning of each year. So she also has that on her plate. And she just keeps piling it on. I know. I know. Because then I got to create the show for for the second, which is our first show on Spreaker. Y'all better got to go over there. Y'all got to go over there, go over to Spreaker. Make sure y'all follow in Let's Chat. We're going to be doing our Mind, Body, and Soul segments from Let's, for Let's Chat over on Spreaker. Um, but everything is going to really be the same, but it is going to change up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We got a whole different format. We got so much stuff going on uh, for Let's Chat. I'm excited. And then... um. I'm writing and publishing, and, you know, so I got a whole bunch of stuff going on there. I, I got a lot, y'all. And T, T, my and, left hand, but she do a lot of editing. Like, most, all of my editing, anything I need edited, I go to Tony. I don't even, and all of my <laughs> graphics, any graphics that I need that I can't do myself, because, you know, my model, let me see, I could just do that myself. I look at it, I try to recreate whatever I like. If I can't, then my go-to person is Justin Q. Young. <laughs> Leach, it's funny you should mention Q, and we call him here on Dimples because he is a fam. He's family to the show. He actually referred someone speaking of editing today. She inboxed it. Please, 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 can you help me? Um, I was referred to you, and I am in a bind. I'm like, sure, let me see what's going on. So we so love Justin he supports us, and he is the best. Like he we does. said, if you need anything graphically done, you hit up Justin Key Young and tell him the ladies are let's chat. Since y'all over there, you will not be disappointed. Absolutely, yeah. I love, we love Q. We love Q. We absolutely love Q. He has always supported us from four mm-hmm. years ago. Awesome author. When I did my um my book event, Two years ago, he supported me then, came all the way from Virginia to support me. So, yes, we definitely, we appreciate and we love Justin Q. Young over here in the chat room. Absolutely. And for all those that are new in the chat room and new to what we do here on this chat, Lisa and I, we love celebrating literature because, um, you know, we only recently was able to say we are actually book snobs and, and, and anything snob related to literature. But it's not just literature that we're snobbish about, and I use that word affectionately. <laughs> we yeah, love we all art. <laughs> we love all art, so we only know how to celebrate it the royal way, no matter what it may be. We have had so many guests come through the doors of us chat. We've had First and foremost, authors, publishers, actors, singers, lawyers, activists, 
Anything uh-huh. related to life on a day-to-day basis, they have come through the doors of us chat and blessed Kalisha and I with some of their precious time, and we so appreciate them. But we love interacting with our guests in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it is that they do. Leisha and I have actually had guests on the show literally on the red carpet in L.A. giving us an interview, yes. and we so, so appreciate them. So make sure you check out our archives because it is so rich in so many different areas in life that you will not be disappointed. And once again, it is Friday, and we are so happy that you guys are joining us this evening. Buckle up, guys. We are about to have another great show here on Let's Chat. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know what's going on with my inbox. Facebook, uh, you tripping. I'm inviting people, and, and it's not doing what I wanted to do. What, the way I wanted to do it is really frustrating me. Mm-hmm. Well, the devil is a lie. Right. The devil is a yes, lie. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know that's right. Yes, ma'am. A whole lie. But, Lisa, you know, you always give us a great uh, topic tonight, and I see our topic tonight is be the example. Now, Lisa and I, we usually don't talk about the topic until the actual show because we want the authenticity to shine through how we go back and forth. And, Lisa and I, we love debating because um, that's just what we do. (laughs) But please, please tell us where you got this topic tonight, be the example. Just what it is, you got you know, a lot of times we look at stuff and we say, oh, I want to I want to do this. You know, we talked a little bit about this last night. Oh, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do that. Or, oh, I don't see this. Or, oh, I don't see that. Or even just the way you see people moving, it's like, oh, everybody is doing this. You know, mm-hmm. how come nobody's doing this? And instead of talking about it, you got to actually be about it. You have to actually be the example of what you want to see. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I kept saying I was going to, I was talking to an author today, and I kept saying, I'm going to stop saying you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said, I'm going to stop saying that. But for real, you have to actually be the example that you want to see because there may not be someone moving the way you're going to move. You know, you are authentic. Your thoughts are authentic. It may be people that have had the same thought problems process or thought about mm-hmm. doing the same thing, but it's never going to come off the same way because you, you know, it's organic to you and how you want to do something. Like everybody mm-hmm. may do a book event, but nobody's going to do that book event like you. Everybody writes books. Right. you got millions and millions of authors. You get a million authors, uh, new authors every year, but nobody's going to write that book the way you write it. You know what I'm saying? See, there I go. You have to do things that make yourself stand out. And so you have to be that example. You have to be the example of what you want to see and how you want to see things. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, it has to be organic to you. And I love that phrase, Leash, because that means it is yours and yours only. But everybody does things in a different way. You may be doing two of the same things, and, and you get two different results. So no result is actually wrong, but you want to be the best you you can be. And we did touch on this topic last night. So if you missed the show last night, no worries, as Leisha says. Just hit up our archives because we went in-depth, and our guest last night gave us so, so much great insight as to how they perceive. 
So make sure you hit them up. It was a lot of jewels being dropped last night, a lot of connections being made. So hit, hit those archives up, and um, we, we so appreciate you guys for joining us. Absolutely. Oh, last night was everything. Oh, my goodness. The guests we had on last night. Well, you know, we don't like to man bash. We try not to. At least I try not to. T don't man bash. She just be like, whatever you say, Lee. I love my guys. I love my men. <laughs> she be like, I didn't really say it like that, but it sounds pretty accurate to me. <laughs> but, but, you know, I love women empowerment. I absolutely love women empowerment because I think that you know we have to empower each other because we can go so we can go so far just just as females you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there i go i got to stop saying that word but we we are a dope creation you know we we are a dope creation we give life we are we are the creator's creator you know what i'm saying hey got to stop saying that I'm going to work on this show. It's a process. It's I'm a process, it. She's It's a process. It's a process. But we are the creator's creator. You know, we create. Mm-hmm. We create mm-hmm. life. We are dope. And so we can go far in anything that we want to do, especially when we come together. Right. Absolutely. And that makes it even strong, the the, the the link between, you know, that's one of the things we I had spoke about last night uh, about women empowering women. A lot of times we as women sometimes get a bad rap saying that we can't work together. It's always some type of jealousy or envy or any other, you uh-huh. know, thing out there. But in all actuality, we are our best allies. And especially when we come to be like-minded and and just support because that support is so important. And and one of the key things that I love here on Let's Chat with me and Alicia, we support everybody, no matter what it may be. Sometimes that support is not necessarily reciprocated, but that does not stop us from reaching out and doing giving whatever support that we. But because in the long run and at the end of the road, it does come back to us tenfold. So. We, as two women, we have been doing this uh, three, four, five years, and um, our bond is strong. We are always supporting. And the, and the best thing is that we put each other in our own individual ventures. So the support is real. The unity is real. The allies are is real. So I disagree when people say that women can't work together because that is so far from the truth. That's, and I'm going to get off my soapbox, as Lee says. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It, it's true. It's absolutely true. And I think that, you know, a lot of times that becomes overlooked because we kind of get pushed to the wayside a lot of the time. I think that mm-hmm. in the last few years, women have just been stepping forward. You know, before it just seems like we, and I'm going to say black women. I'm not shading no other, no other folks. I'm saying black women. Because I'm black, mm-hmm. I'm a black woman, so I have to empower right. my own. I'm not saying nobody else can do it, but I'm saying I have to empower and, and toot the horn of black females. And mm-hmm. I don't think we do that enough. But we are That's dope. True. We are so dope. We super And dope. nobody <laughs> can do it like we can do it. Yep. Nobody can do it like we can do it. Totally agree. I totally agree. And I'm going to be interested in what I guess have to say tonight and and their take on on that 
female empowerment and, and how dope we as women, because like you said, we only know uh, our views are only coming from black women because that's what we are. So we're not bashing any other race. We are who we are, just like they are who they are. So we, the only Aww. unity that we have is that we're women. And that's Absolutely. right there in and of itself is powerful. Absolutely. And, well, we're going to have to switch it up a little bit tonight because we had a, a last-minute cancellation. So I got the fabulous Elijah Foreman. He's going to come in here. But even, like, with black men, if when you have black men and black women, and when they come together, mm-hmm. we are absolutely unstoppable. We are an unstoppable team. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, that that doesn't play, you know, because it becomes like a power struggle. Even if you look at Cookie and Lucius, it becomes that power mm-hmm. struggle. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I don't even think it's really a power struggle. You know, power struggles come in when you don't trust the other person's movement, when I can't, when I'm not secure in the things that you do as a partner. And I'm not, we're not talking about just in a relationship. We're talking about even in a work relationship. You mm-hmm. have to be able to trust each other as a partner. When you guys are making business moves, that means that when your partner is making moves that you can't see, you are trusting in them. Mm-hmm. That is for the best for the team. And I think a lot of times you don't have that. I think we don't, like in relationships, even in partnerships, we, we aren't equally yoked like we should be. You know, we say, oh, that's my friend, and you want to get in business because you're friends. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> your friend may not move the way you move. Your friend, I mean, when it comes down to me and T, if T is my editor, if she tell me page 65 to 75 is just wrong and it needs to go, it's wrong and it needs to go. Did you read it? Absolutely not. I don't have to read it. Tony told me it wasn't good. And I trust her eyes, and I trust her skill, and I trust her as an editor. I'm secure in her skills, so I don't have to go back and, and, and pick behind her. And that's the thing. When you there's no trust, you go behind, and you are kind of making sure that it's done because you're not trusting that. But when you have that trust, you don't have to go behind and make sure. I don't have to question it. Mm-hmm. She told me that's mm-hmm. not right. It's not right. You might feel it's right. Mm-hmm. I understand. But however, Tony told me it's not. And I'm going to believe what Tony say. You know, but I'm just saying that's mm-hmm. what it is. But a mm-hmm. lot of times people don't have that when it comes to men and women. And even in business, you know, we we tend not to have that. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. I don't know if it's um, the idea of a woman being strength. You have some, you know, there may be some men that feel like a woman can't be strength like that or, or can't be stronger than him or, you know, so I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm asking, like, mm-hmm. because he always come in here fooling us on some stuff. So I'm going to have him school us today. <laughs> he too. Every time he come in here, he's schooling us on something. And it's been a minute, so he is due up. We have been, we have missed him here in the chat room. So, you know, I'm excited in that last minute fulfillment because 
so glad he can come through. But sometimes, at least, that manhood is real. And, and you know, I am the last person to be bashing a man because I support men in any and everything because I think out of all the creations on earth, sometimes our black men have it the worst. So I am always uplifting Absolutely. and uh, supporting them. But that manhood thing, <laughs> girl, it's real. <laughs> That'd be that ego, though, because, see, this is the thing. Women got it, too. And I think men fail to re- to realize that everybody is, a woman has a male, like, aggressive male ego side. Like, she can have that because part mm-hmm. of her is her father. So she's going to have that. Part of a male is his mother. He's going to have that, that, not feminine side, but he's going to have that ability to nurture. You know, a lot of times we look at men like, oh, you can't do that. But he's going to have the ability to do that because his mama gave him that skill. He got it. Mm-hmm. It might, mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't side. nurtured. Yeah, maybe it wasn't nurtured. Maybe it wasn't, um, maybe it wasn't watered so he can grow into it. But he got it. Mm. And That's so an I think that a lot of times that, that ego gets in the way because grow into. Absolutely. That ego gets in the way on both ends. Ego will get in the way every time. Mm. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> but it's absolutely the truth. We're going to bring Elijah in here so he can school us on what, on, because, you know, we don't like to tell men how to be men because we don't like men telling us how to be women. And so we want to hear it from a man's point of view. Uh oh, let me pull out my book bag, get my books out. School me. <laughs> welcome, Elijah. Welcome. Thank you so very much for coming in on that hey, clutch. Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? Hey, hey, hey. We are good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. No problem. Y'all gonna have to excuse me. I'm a little under the weather. Getting over there. Well, we are going around. Yeah. I don't be schooling nobody, you know, I just, I got a lot of old heads in the family, so I just, a lot of wisdom Man, that I get here. Stop it. Listen, you better stop it. We already know. We got it on, we got it on audio that you be coming in schooling, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, we got it on audio. On the we subject. got it on audio. <laughs> well, Definitely before we get back, you Absolutely. You got to let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen. Man, you know what? I have like four books that are pretty much done that, um, you know, where they were supposed to come out in August because August 15th was my five-year anniversary of being an author. Uh-huh. And I had this. Happy anniversary. Yeah, I, thank you. Thank you. Y'all know. Y'all know well better than anybody else. Y'all been around since the beginning. But, um, you know, I had a death in the family. I lost my um, biological father. And that, um, you know, that that touched me a little bit because me and him, we weren't in the best space at that time. And um, we never got a chance to sit down and, and reconcile our situation. So when I got the news that he passed, you know, it, it kind of turned me down for a couple of months. And, you know, I just, I left a lot of stuff alone and that included writing. You know, I never quit or anything like that, but 
I just needed a minute to kind of, you know, take in what was going on and, you know, get back mm-hmm. to it eventually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now those, I only released one out of the five books I planned on putting out. I have five books that were supposed to come out that month in August. Mm-hmm. And I only released one of them. So I still have the other four that are coming out momentarily in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to release that date yet. That's a surprise because there's a whole big promotion behind me dropping the four books because they're all part mm-hmm. of some of my favorite series that I've written in the beginning. And I'm kind of putting those series to bed so I can start 2019 with some new ideas that's coming. So I'm kind of excited about that. Just glad to get back into it. You know, I miss the lab a lot. Therapeutic. Absolutely. I'm so hard sorry to hear about your dad. I know how hard it is. My mom passed. It'll be three years, February the third. And when I say for at least two of those three years, my mind was so bad. It I was just in a bad space yeah. mentally. And so I understand. Absolutely, absolutely. And actually my mother, if you guys remember, I think I told you this in a past interview, she passed when I was eighteen. She passed mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks after my high school graduation. She passed mm-hmm. away. So I had already dealt with that, and I'm still dealing with that, you know, going on 10 years. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it so that was, yeah, it never goes away. Never goes away. I mean, you know, so the loss that I took in August definitely wasn't as tough because mm-hmm. me and my biological father really didn't have much connection until I was much older. So I was already right. like, you know, 15, 16 years old and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we just never got around to why he was absent for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time I was grown, I was having kids and having a family of my own. And he was still dealing with his situation. So we never really got a chance to sit down and, you know, he left Jersey by the time I was like 21 and went to Virginia. So by that time, we definitely couldn't sit down because that would mean one of us would have to travel mm-hmm. to go see the other. So, right. you know, we just, yeah, we just never got around to it. And it's still something that bothers me because, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that could have been figured out. But, you know, me being stubborn, <laughs> you know, very stubborn. On my part, I can't speak for him because, you know, he's no longer here. But for me, it was just stubbornness. It's like, you know, for a while I didn't want to talk to him because, you know, when I was three years old or five or ten, you wasn't around. So it's like another dude raised me, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I just, mm-hmm. You know, that was just the thing that kept me away from him. And I didn't have anybody at that time to kind of school me into another way of thinking until I became an adult, Mm -hmm. you know, until I was Mm -hmm. like maybe 23, 24. That's when, you know, different uncles and aunts and stuff like that tried to tell me, you know, you already lost your mom, so you might as well try to figure it out with him. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you just never got that chance. You know, I'm kind of off topic, but it kind of ties into what y'all was talking about a little bit with manhood. So, you know, a little nugget. You know, a little nugget for it all the listeners does. out there, man. You know, and what that when you is have the opportunity, 
Absolutely. I was getting ready to say that. When you had the opportunity to figure it out with somebody, if you're at odds with a family member or a friend, listen, man, you never know when that uh that death certificate is coming. And I know that's powerful. So that's powerful, absolutely. Um, this this is Tony, um, Elijah. Sometimes that hey. resolution you keep putting it off and it's never resolved, and that's some you know it's akin to being non non closure, you know, and that can be very very hard to live with for the one that is left behind. So that resolution. Um, to certain situations, just life in general. You always think you have tomorrow, but the old adage is tomorrow is never promised. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, you know, it's funny. When I go through stuff like this, I always think of uh, it's one of my uncles. It's my favorite uncle growing up. He used to always tell mm-hmm. me, listen, you can either listen to what I'm telling you now or the school of hard knocks is always open. And when you figure it out on your own, mm-hmm. you're going to be calling me like, oh, you was right, man. Like, uh, I should have listened 10 years ago. And, you know, we're going to laugh about it. But just know that we don't have to laugh about it if you listen now. Right. And, you know. Spoken I'm like hard-headed sometimes, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm hard-headed sometimes. So a lot of my lessons I had to go to school of hard knocks for. But listen, we all we all have that that uh, and that's really ego. When we're younger, mm-hmm. we we the ego is that we just we know it all. We know what's best for us. We ain't got a clue. Yes. But we feel like, oh, I know. And then when you bump around in the dark trying to figure out what it is and find out, I should have actually listened. Or I, my mom mm-hmm. told me what it was, or my dad told me what it was, or my auntie told they told me what it was a long time ago. I don't even know how mm-hmm. I got myself in this position, but that's part of growth. I think that mm-hmm. you, when you make mistakes, mistakes are opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. And you learn from those mistakes, and you don't do them again. Definitely. Definitely. That's so pretty much how you sum it up. So it's going to be that person that you want to talk to. Yeah, it's going to be that person that you want to talk to, that your child or, or a niece or a cousin, and they're going to do the same thing. It'll be like, okay, and all you can really do is say okay. There's nothing you can really do until they see it. Like, you ever have mm-hmm. a friend tell you, oh, I'm about to do this and da-da-da-da, and they, tell, they just run it all down to you, and you're thinking to yourself, I know what a bad, bad idea sounds like, <laughs> but I just want to tell you that tell you that that's a bad move that I'm gonna be a you're gonna see me as a hater. Yeah. You gotta experience exactly. the fact that it's a bad move, and you have to mm-hmm. experience why it's a bad move. And once you yep. get that, then you gonna come back around to me and be like, "Man, let me tell you." And then it's gonna be like, "Well, I, I just didn't want to tell you that. I felt like you knew what you were doing." <laughs> And then most of the time you tell your friends, well, why you just didn't say nothing? We know we don't want them to say nothing. <laughs> anyway, but then sometimes way. they don't realize that we did say something. They were just so deep yeah. into their own thoughts about what they wanted to do, they didn't really hear it. They didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. That's, we go through that when we're babies. Your mom had told you a hundred times not to touch that stove, but okay. Go ahead. <laughs> That's the first lesson, that, right? that blister and burn on the, in the middle of your hand, you're going to be looking at your mom like she did something wrong. She told you Why not to touch that stove. 
You decided you wanted to be Superman, so go ahead. (laughs) But that's the thing. I think as humans, we have to experience it to feel it. Like, Mm -hmm. even as a Christian or a Muslim or any religion you want to be in, until Mm -hmm. somebody experiences God, you can't really, you can't, you can't explain to them in a way that they're going to understand until they have experienced him. So until we have experienced it as humans, we don't know. And and listening to other people, you know, you should always know what you know because you know it. Mm-hmm. However, there are those instances where people are telling us because they know. They've experienced it. They've done it. They've been through it. And you are making the same mistakes that I made. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, right. in order for people to get it, positioned where where they need to be positioned in their life, sometimes they got to go through it. You have so many people that go to jail. They've been in jail for a whole lifetime. And they come home, and they're blessed with a whole lifetime because they have to learn something. They have to get something. They have to experience something. And they have to steal it so that they knew what it was. And then if you see them, it's like a whole lifetime. They have been given another 20, 30, 40 years to experience life. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's crazy that you even say that because something like that is what saved me from going down that road because, you know, with me, I'm only 26. I'll be 27 in June. So I had Mm -hmm. a lot of, like I said before, I got a lot of uncles and older cousins and stuff like that. And I was one of those kids that was just nosy. I wanted to see what everybody that was Mm -hmm. older than me was into, knowing I had no Mm -hmm. business, you know, even (laughs) thinking about what they were into. But, um, you know, I I had cousins that were were into the streets and into, like, you know, gang lifestyle and into, you know, hustling and all types of other stuff, just being in the streets Mm -hmm. and just being reckless and, you know, some of them have ended up going to jail. And when they come home, the lessons that I was taught just by sitting down with them and hearing different things that they went through or just watching, you know, with social media, sometimes you don't even have to sit down with your family members. You can watch somebody's moves through social media these days, whether they're in your family or not, and learn something if you want to. And, you know, it's just, that just kept me from doing that, you know. And I actually get more respect from people who are in that lifestyle because it's like, yo, you're being you. You don't have to be us. That doesn't make you tougher mm-hmm. trying to be us. You know, you can be just as tough as me and decide not to do what I do. You know? So when people see me, they, they always give me that respect just by knowing that I went a different route. You know? I became a father early. That was another thing that kept me from going that route, but, you know, just my mindset and the way I think and move, you know, it's just totally different than what the norm is these days, as sad as it is. Yeah. And, you know, I just really attribute that to a lot of people that came before me and my family and stuff like that. You know, they definitely kept me out of that life and not even thinking about it. Uh. But life is a learning lesson, and uh, and hopefully something that 
we have shared tonight will help and touch one of our listeners, you know, and, and just give them some some insight on some of the things that you've gone through. Maybe it's mirroring something that they may be going through or something that they even know may be going through it. So we so thank you, Elijah, for sharing that with us. And um, trust me, it is not going unheard. No problem. No problem. I don't pass up an opportunity. You know, this is on, <laughs> for the listeners out there, this is on like 12-minute notice, literally. <laughs> yes. It was 12 minutes, literally 12 minutes. I, I went in his inbox. I was like, are you able? He was like, I'm able. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was, a, it was really a last minute. It was like a last minute mm-hmm. cancellation. She, I was getting her phone number to call in, and she was like, oh, I'm so sick. I can't. I'm like, okay. So I have to wow. think fast because it wasn't like we had, like, you know, a day or some time to 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 get it together or change up and I was like, Well mm-hmm. I gotta find somebody to fill that spot real quick real quick, real quick, real quick. So I right. appreciate him <laughs> for coming through. So imagine and, um, what we could do with, with a full night. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You you ain't never mind. But you know our doors are always open. So we oh, always here. Right. You need when people You family. You family. <laughs> Well, hey, I'm Everybody always available. I don't have to be having a book come out. You don't have to wait for us out. to come to you. I'm oh, just saying, definitely. you don't have to wait for us to have, a, a, to have you come out. You can always, you might have something in your spirit you want to talk about. Like, you know, Leisha, Tony, I want to come on your show. I just want to talk about da 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 Okay. You know. Make it happen. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, because there's this is there's the thing. always stuff to talk about. There's always subjects out there, especially in this industry. You ain't never lied. True, true. <laughs> but this is the thing. It's like when when things when things happen, even if it's um, and shout out to Angie. She was like after uh, uh, she was being affirmed in the things that we were saying. You know that mm-hmm. affirmation is really when people want to know is God really talking to us mm-hmm. when He talks to you in your spirit. He gives you something to affirm what he told you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. most of the time, nobody can tell you something you don't already know. It's something right. you already thought about. You ignored it. You thought about it, didn't do it. Could it be something you just thought about and was like, oh, I was just thinking about doing that the other day. But it, it becomes affirmed that this is something that you should do. And... Mm-hmm. um and that's why our topic is be the example, because a lot of times you don't see people move in a certain way because we all have preset expectations of what we want to see. But those preset right. expectations of what you want to see are really what you want to see for yourself. Like, I could do this. This is something that I can do, and I'm not seeing it because I'm not doing it. I'm not, right. I'm not being able to, to experience it because I'm not doing it. So you have to be that example. You want something, you think something should be done a certain way, then you do it. You think a book a book can only be written the way you write it. If it's sitting in your Definitely. spirit to write a particular book, it don't matter how many people write in that same genre or have that same thought or idea. It's not going to be made the way you make it. Nothing is going to be touched the way you touch it. 
That's true. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Elijah, this is Tony. Now, you said you shared with us that you've been in the industry five years. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and there's always something popping off in the industry, like you said, and that's so very, very true. But what has mm. been the one aspect of being an author, and especially a black author in this literary journey, that you have come across? Oh, man. Um, I would probably have to say author beef. You know, mm-hmm. authors just having issues with each other and, you know, a lot of the issues I see now, and I don't want to sound insensitive, but it's just a lot of the stuff I see now in 2019, I kind of mm-hmm. laugh at because five years ago I saw this, you know, in, mm. in 2013, 2014, and I saw how it mm-hmm. can unfold. But for authors that are around me that talk to me on a daily basis and they know who they are, if they have issues mm-hmm. with somebody, I try to just let them know to stay away from that. And if mm-hmm. they are going to, you know, converse with somebody or they have an issue with somebody, take it to them. Mm-hmm. Take it to, like, the inbox on Facebook. Or if you know somebody who has their phone number, get the number, call them. But what mm-hmm. I see a lot of people do is they jump on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and they start writing posts and writing comments about a person. You really don't know mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're opening right. up two different doors. One door is mm-hmm. you're bringing in hundreds of thousands of people that have no idea what's going on. And you're really just mm-hmm. entertainment. This is just, y'all are two animals in a zoo and you got a bunch of people around the cage <laughs> watching y'all fight. That's just, it, it's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the true. second door, yeah, and then the second door being these days you really don't know who you're talking to because half of these authors out here, they just came home. They mm-hmm. just came home from behind that wall. And mm-hmm. you got some authors out here who don't mind traveling. Like, oh. I'm from I'm <laughs> from Jersey, and I know quite a few authors that are from Jersey as well, a lot of them travel. They don't mind going to L.A., Atlanta, Houston, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. say something about the wrong author, you might have somebody knocking on your door around this time of night. Oh, trying to, Trying to see what's up with what you said two days ago on Facebook. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and know? also, but this, um, is the thing, this is the thing about that. Oh, go ahead, Steve. No, I was going to say, but do you think you know, that social media makes it harder for authors and, and not just authors, but all the the the, the genres, the, the arts in general. Do you make, think it makes it harder to maintain a certain level of respect? Because I remember I've always read back in the day, the authors, I always revered them because, you know, they, they were on a whole different level than you see authors today or that you feel authors are today. It has taken about taken away the, the the respect level, I think, social media. And I think you're um you know, you're pointing to that fact as well. But how much do you think social media play a role in it? Social media plays a big role, but it's really the individual. It's really how you carry yourself because like you just said, I rarely see or I've never seen Wahida Clark have these type of issues. 
Right. I've never seen um, Kawan or uh, Ashley Jaquavis, um, Shannon Holmes. I've never seen these type of people that are, you know, put on a pedestal. These are people that are the reasons why we do what we do now. I never right. see them have these issues because they carry themselves a certain way. You know, they're a little older. You know, they were mm-hmm. my age when they got in this 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've had their moments where they may have been a little reckless, but they definitely wasn't on those social media being reckless. You mm-hmm. know, it's just a different time, mm-hmm. man. It's really, it's really how you carry yourself. And it's really like, if you know yourself that you don't have no time to be on no social media behind a keyboard telling somebody what you're going to do to them, then don't do that. Because nine times out of ten, you worried about the person that you're talking to. But what you don't know is there's police departments in every city and every state that's watching everything you do on social media. So you go mm-hmm. ahead and tell somebody you're going to do something that that might involve a gun or any type of other weapon. Mm-hmm. You incriminate yourself now. So now the person you're talking to don't even have to respond because you just made yourself look silly. Right. And they got a so whole in that aspect. Absolutely. That. <laughs> absolutely. So at at that point, you don't even have to worry about the person you're talking to ending up on your porch. You gonna have about ten cops on your porch, mm-hmm. trying to figure out if so, you really got the weapon that you were just talking about. So true. And you they're know, gonna so, approach you like and, they have it. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But that goes back so in to that the regard, decisions and choices that we make, though. Like, do you, we mm-hmm. don't ask ourselves why. We'll ask somebody else why before we ask ourselves why. Like, if you're right. upset about something and you about to get on a plane, why? Are you on a plane because what they said is true? Are you on the plane because they damaged your ego? Like, why exactly are you on the plane? And sometimes those me are not a them thing. <laughs> it's a you thing, personally. Like, it's just honestly, like, some stuff that happens is a you thing. And when it's a you thing, you can't react on that because, really, Mm -hmm. you're the only one with the issue. But then you have to understand why do you have the issue. What what is it about this that I have an issue with? Is it because there's some truth to whatever was said? Is it because Mm -hmm. um, my my ego is damaged? Is it because I I feel slighted in a way? Okay, Uh, you have to call a thing a thing. Find out why you're feeling this way before you move your feet. Because it may mm-hmm. not be necessary for you to make any moves. Right. Definitely not. That's my soapbox. And not, I mean, it's, it's really, <laughs> right. I mean, you hit the nail with the coffin. It's really just ego. Like, you know, I'll give you a perfect analogy. With me, like right now, I'm not at the weight that I would like to be. I'm going to go a little off subject. I'm not at the mm-hmm. weight that I would like to be at. And, but I've been there before. I've been at the weight mm-hmm. that I would want to be, which is about maybe 70 or 80 pounds lighter than what I am right now. Mm-hmm. So I know what it takes to get there. I know how to do it. It's all about me putting the time in to do it. So when you have that in your mind, somebody calling you fat ain't going to bother you. You're going to laugh at it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of these authors out here, when you have somebody coming at you saying that you can't write, 
or your unoriginal or, you know, whatever darts are being thrown at some of these authors, a lot right. of these authors react to it because they believe it's true. Mm. If you don't believe that is true, laugh at it. It shouldn't even change your mood. It shouldn't even dictate, you know, how you feel about your day. Mm-hmm. If you know that, you know, you put 150% into your craft and you're very passionate and you have your skills and people love you for what you do, then what a person has to say about you that's negative should never even matter. Laugh at that stuff. True. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. And, and that's with any um, industry, to be honest with you. When it comes down to us, and you know what I mean by us, you look at the skin color, <laughs> we, are, we are the most broken when it comes down to ego. Something Somebody can say something so small mm. and we'll just will ignite it into an entire, like, firestorm. Inferno. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's music, books, movies, whatever the case may be. Somebody can just say something to slight you, and you feel away. You feel disrespected. And don't let them say it in front of 10 or 15 of your friends, and now you got your so-called friends back here egging it on and instigating. That's really going to touch your ego. Now you really got to do something. Mm-hmm. And, but Elijah, you know, what we don't realize, we create our own problems. That's true. Sure. This is Tony, but I think that insecurity has been within us or just grown since the centuries, you know. And it's, and it's unfortunate that it's just a cycle that has such a hard time to be broken. And I think it has to start with each individual, you know, and, and, and just take it from there. But that's an insecurity I feel personally that has been mm-hmm. ingrained in our people um, for centuries. And it goes back to, I think, even when we crossed the waters, you know, because yeah, before goes, that, goes I, I see us town. as strong yeah. individuals. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. That I could be a whole nother show. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have right. a grandfather. He's gonna he's gonna beat me up because I, I can't remember his exact age, but I know he's in his like mid seventies, late seventies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he told me a story once. He probably won't remember this, but I was like maybe thirteen, and I just out of nowhere doing a history project, and I asked him about slavery, and um, mm-hmm. we just got to talking about slavery for about an hour, and he told me. He's like, listen, that's part of the reason why black folks act the way they act now towards each other. And we shoot down each other because in slavery times, you had people that was in the house. You had people that was way out there, 100 yards into the field. And it was the master's job to separate the two and keep them separate mentally. The ones in the house, you could tell them, hey, those people in the, in the field, they've been saying this and that about you. I would stay away from them if I was you. They really don't care about you. And then go outside mm. and tell the, the people in the field the same thing and just say that the house people were saying it about them. So now, master go upstairs and go to sleep. He don't even know where he just started between the, the house mm. Negro and the field Negro. Right. And when you look at it now, a cop can pull up on any block in any city, and if they're known... They can walk up to a young black kid and say, hey, listen, see this dude down the street? He said this and that about you. I think mm. you might need to handle that. 
and we don't even realize, whoa, wait a minute, why is a cop telling me this? Maybe I shouldn't be listening to that. No, our ego and our mind is going to be on the fact that he said what? Oh, yeah, let me go handle this. Mm. And when my grandfather told me that, I said, whoa, like, okay. Okay. Because, you know, at 13, you're not thinking of nothing like that. You know, you just starting right. to get to the point where you're, you know, exploring and outside and stuff like that, getting into little mischiefs. But as mm-hmm. I got older, I always think of that conversation like, yeah, like, Pop Pop was schooling me when I was young, like. That's really Mm -hmm. how it goes. That's really Mm -hmm. how it goes. And then with somebody in my position, you know, like I work for the school district in my city as well. So I'm around kids all the time, whether they're as young as like five years old or as old as 18. And Mm -hmm. I see everything that was taught to me, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's it's Mm -hmm. almost like it comes back full surface, full circle. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. like we really Absolutely. need to just do better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wow. It That's starts easy. with the individual. Drop the knowledge as usual. Drop the knowledge as usual. <laughs> well, you know, here, here in the chat room, we always like to do something a little fun before our guests exit out of the chat room. So I'm excited to okay. see what T has in store for you. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> I always get that response. I have no idea why. <laughs> that pause got me a little, little nervous. <laughs> Let's see where we're going with this. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Hey, we ready. <laughs> it's fun. But tonight, you know, it, it was such short notice, and, you know, we truly appreciate you hearing this chat. And uh, I think my question to you tonight is going to be based on the knowledge that you have shared with us tonight. So my fun question for you is if you could be any animal in the world that anybody would just sit up and take notice to, that you could spread that knowledge worldwide, what type of animal would it be and why? Mm. (laughs) I would probably say a lion. Just for the simple fact of, you know, these days and how I carry myself now, I always carry myself as a king. Mm. And when you look at the lion in the jungle, he's the most respected. He's the most sought after, you know, mm-hmm. the most revered. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's the king of that area. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't say that in the sense of, you know, me wanting to be the king over everybody, but just even if it's my own personal home, I'm the king of this castle. And, right. you know, and as a king, kings appreciate the queens too. And, Absolutely. you know, I learned, I learned growing up that, you know, you really have to look at a queen and appreciate a queen, a real queen for what they can do for the king. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely, uh, I would you better get that knowledge. See, and when, when you see a <laughs> right. lion walking down, you, you take notice. You stop. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk that talk. I talk love that, that response. <laughs> see, that we wasn't so hard, right? You coming to this. Nah, that, that wasn't hard. hard. That wasn't hard. I got a feeling it's not over, though. No, it's not. Next time. <laughs> 
Sometimes we can't guarantee that it's going to be like that. You know, next time you might be like, oh, man, what is, what type of shenanigans is going on up in here? We get that a lot. <laughs> but that well, was a good one, coming through. It was. It was a real good one. It was thought-provoking. She always got them good ones. We appreciate you coming to kick it with us today in the chat room, coming through in the clutch for us. We appreciate you. I'll, we want you to no shout problem. out your books, not the new books that you have coming out, because you've already told us that they're going to be a surprise. Um, but mm-hmm. just tell us about the books in your library and where everybody can check your work out, any events you got coming up as well. Oh, man. Well, you know what? I have a new venture that um that's going to be starting in March. And um it's just weird how when I'm going back to the elders, what they say is true. You never know who's watching you and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I have two cousins that are related to my biological father that are authors as well. And they approached mm-hmm. me with an idea and they called it the Foreman Factor. And they have a theme okay. that they want to go on tour with. And it's called It's Just Me. And what that means is, you know, we all as individuals, each one of us, we have different situations and stories where we went through something in life and we just felt like alone and we really didn't have anybody we could turn to and it was just us. So what they want to do is they want to travel and they want to, you know, speak in different areas to various different readers about our stories and, um, you know, start selling some books. So I definitely signed on with that. That's starting March the 13th, and that's actually going to be in Trenton, in my city. Um, that's going to be the first stop. And, you know, we're going through Jersey. We're going to go through um, Pennsylvania, Virginia, just to start and see how it goes and see mm-hmm. if we can go from there. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about that. I have a couple more months to, you know, prepare and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that on my page, on my Facebook pages and stuff like that. Now, as far as books, Man, you know what? I have a lot of uh, female readers that are in my inbox upset with me because <laughs> after books like Make Her Cream and Lust oh. and a Shot of Hennessy and <laughs> Betrayal and Infatuation, uh, Real Ones Deserve More Than P-U-S-S-Y. I'm not going to say the word. Um <laughs> They trying to figure out what's next. I've been very quiet for the last four or five months. So, you know, I definitely got to follow up. But those titles I just said, those are the most popular books to come from me. So mm-hmm. definitely, if you if you haven't read anything from me, you would have to go to Amazon and type my name in and check me out. There's 21 books in total in my oh. uh, library so far. So oh, you know, far. I've been, I've been working. Keyword. Awesome. Well, them, when them other four books drop, make sure you come back on in the chat room so we can talk about them. Well, they'll be out by the end of this month. And then on top of that, I don't know what you guys might be doing around, like, the Valentine's Day time, but there is a book that's going to be coming out around that time as well that we may definitely have to talk about. So if okay, y'all got some time well, for me. A, uh, I got you. I got you. Don't say nothing else. I got it. Yeah, I got you. We always do a show (laughs) around uh, Valentine's Day, so I got you. Definitely, because it's time for a change. I think I'm going to go into the urban erotica field a little bit this year. Okay. 
and see how that goes. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. We so yeah, appreciate so, you also, coming to speak with us here. And before mm-hmm. before we go, go there's also probably about three or four authors that are some of your favorite names that I'm working with this year too. You know, I'm not going to say it yet. It's a surprise, but you will be surprised and shocked when these names pop up with my name on the cover. I'm just letting you know. All so right, just be now. on the lookout for it. Well, we're going to be looking All for right. it. But I, I appreciate you As a reader, we definitely. get excited. Hey, I'm excited writing it. So, you know, I know y'all going to be excited to be able to crack it open and read it. That's oh, what yeah. we do it for. <laughs> we look forward. Well, we gonna be here for it. Yes, we be ready. We love a good read. We love a good read. Mm. Yep. We thank you so much for coming to kick it with us here in the chat room on tonight. Thank you for coming no to problem. kick it with us in the clutch last minute. You weren't feeling well, so we appreciate you taking time out to come and kick it <laughs> with your girls. We will see you back in February, so we could talk that talk about this new book you got coming out. Do a little grown and sexy moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Get ready for me. And I see I got to come back with the same type of, you know, spontaneous stuff y'all just hit me with. I got to come back at y'all with some stuff, too. It's going to be a different kind of interview. Oh, it's going to be a different kind of fun question, too. You better watch out. (laughs) Yeah, watch your back. Watch your back. Be prepared. That's all we can say. Be prepared. Okay. (laughs) Really appreciate you, Elijah. We will see you in a couple weeks. Definitely. Y'all take care. Okay, you too. I feel better. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. I okay. always love when he comes kicking with us, Lise. <laughs> Absolutely. He's his energy. He's just his soul itself, just to be so young and just so knowledgeable, Sharon. Um, his, just his space and his time and, and the things that he's learned. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. awesome to be such a young man. Well, this is Miss Lisa. You know, we are live tonight in the chat room. I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left. Fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk about be the example. We have the fabulous Elijah Foreman on. If you missed this interview, no worries. Just head over to our archives and check them out here at blogtalk.com as well as iTunes. And you can also pick us up on any podcast app because we go where you go. We got our next fabulous guest, J.S. Danielle. Welcome. Hello, ladies. Hey, Miss Seth and Silky Voice coming up in the chat room, girl. <laughs> Ooh, never heard you that one before. You got to absolutely tell us. Yes, you got to absolutely <laughs> tell us what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen, honey. You got to spill it. Oh, what you got going on? I got going on. Let, let me tell you. So... You guys already know about his perfect one. That book's being re-released by Inkwell Publications under the tutelage of Mr. Willie J. LeBlanc, the author of the Lady Green series. Yes, yes. So I'm re-releasing his perfect one. I'm also re-releasing Perfected, and with that comes the third installment. And let me tell you, ladies, it gets dark. It gets even more sexy. And I can't even begin to tell you. The fanning just won't do. You might have to go shop after this book. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you better. Yeah, yes, it's like that. 
just like that. Wow. First of all, that cover is, is fierce. I just want to say that. Yes, yes, yes. You see what happens when you step into a newfound relationship and somebody actually takes care of you? That's what Mr. LeBlanc does for me. And I'm so happy to be in this new relationship. It's done wonders for the book. People are, are picking it up and people are reading it. And Miss Bella J just reviewed it on Amazon. So I'm I'm blessed and I'm wonderfully pleased. I couldn't be happier. I can't wait for you guys to read that as well as perfect it because when I come back after it re releases, I'm sure you guys are gonna have a comment for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, this is Alicia, and I just got a question because the last time you were on was way back in 2016. Oh, goodness. I know. That was about years ago. How has your pen grown from that time uh, to now? I think that, you know, wanting to write and actually sitting down with a pen and paper and writing what comes out is totally different. You know, you take the process for granted. And I wrote His Perfect One and Perfected. It was all originally one book. I had to divide the two. So I knew where I wanted to end it, but I wasn't sure how I wanted to pick it up and start the second book. And I think with the first book, it was kind of like my, I was a newbie. I knew I knew how to write, but how I wanted to grab the readers and keep them interested was what I found better in the second book. And I think now that I'm ready to drop this third one and I've got this newfound relationship to re-release them all, you get to see how the pen has grown, how the characters are more developed, and you can get closely Uh connected and relative with the characters in the book and, you know those things that you think about that you don't really say, the things that you do inside your own four walls that you don't want anybody else to know when you read the book, you're going to go, ooh, me too. So I <laughs> think, I'm over here, I I'm think, over yeah. here on Amazon, so, so just give, give me a moment. Give me a moment, lady. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so she done piqued my interest. <laughs> yes, that is my job, darling. That is my job. Mm-hmm. I like I like to tease the brain. Just just I'm 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 trying to develop that at teasing the brain. I want you to close your eyes and see what I'm reading. And you might have to read it a couple of times because you say, Oh, did she just say that? But yes I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I did. But I think I think it's really healthy to be able to step out, um, in writing and be able to push the envelope a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that because, you know, that's just part of life. So when you said yeah, that, um, exactly. Go ahead. No, I said, I think I, I agree with you totally because in 2015, when I sat down to write this book, I knew the things that I was going to write about would need to be resourced. They need to be researched. I was going to have to enter this life so that when I wrote the book, you didn't just think it was somebody writing about something they heard or something they thought they saw in somebody else's book. I wanted you to feel me when I'm writing what I'm saying. So I did the research and I delved into the life. I actually lived it for about three years. And Mm -hmm. the things that I'm saying, I've actually experienced. So I think that also gives me an edge as opposed to just talking to somebody who's been involved in it or hearing the the conversations or the whispers of people who want to know about it and who are interested in it. When you've lived it and you can describe the scenes 
and how they unfold and how the person feels and how the person giving it or taking it feels, it's a totally different experience. And I'm glad that I did it because now that I'm older, it's been a couple of years. You guys, I have no filter, no filter whatsoever. <laughs> I think I'm, <laughs> I'm at the age now. I just, you know, if you want to know it, ask me. If you want to know it, read my book. And I'm not ashamed mm. to tell it anymore. Mm. I know she that's said, right. I ain't got no filter. I know that's right. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny you said that because I'll be 43 in April. And I've mm-hmm. just come to the conclusion that um, I have less you just don't allowances care. to make for other people. It's like I, I can't exactly. make allowances for you. Exactly. I, I can't. I, I, can't. I, I don't have. You know, what, what's that saying? We ain't got time for that. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. Mm-hmm. And I'm sharing here, so all you listeners, listen up. I'll be 45 in November. Mm-hmm. So if you're 43 and you're starting to feel that way, imagine when you're 45 and you just really don't give up. You know. <laughs> um. You know when I when it's it's like encountering a fellow and you see a guy and. He looks good to you. There's no wait for him to come and see about you. You need to go see about dude. Mhm. So I have my exactly, you know, and and I think if some of the guys just take egos out of it or intimidation out of it and just let whatever happens happen, I think all parties involved would be extremely happy. Man, was we just talking about this at the beginning of the show? We were talking about um <laughs> how a black man and a black woman coming together in a partnership, not even just in relationship, but in any uh, capacity, business, whatever, that Mm -hmm. is a dynamic duel. You you can't be stopped. But I don't... Exactly, and they need to own that. The ego between the two. Yes, when you look at Cookie and Lucius, but you know that ego is trust. And now the question Mm -hmm. is, you know, because we always have to ask why, why do we exactly mistrust the black man as a black woman? Because at some point in time, we have to we have to understand what it is that that's causing us not to have that that trust where we should be able to trust right. them. And we and don't think, have that. I think if 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 both parties sat down and share experiences without that feeling of oh I'm going to be seen as less than or I'm going to be not heard or completely understood, all the, t- all the time that you take trying to explain doesn't go unheard. And I think if you just took that mm-hmm. time and maybe just sat down and listened, actively listened to what was being said to you, you would realize either you have something in common or you both have the common goal. And all those mm-hmm. insecurities get pushed to the side and you strive toward that goal. Mm. Better preach. Somebody out there needed to hear that. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I wanted to. I wanted to take a to Go ahead, see. Oh no, I was just no, going to say that. I was just going to say that. I know my book delves into a lot of things that's being talked about. You know, with a whole bunch of docu series and whatnot going on. I just want to set the mm-hmm. record straight. That my book is six. It's sultry, it's illicit, and it's capital explicit. Yes, oh, I write okay. about sex. Yeah, I write about All sex right, language. Now. 
and are right about sexual Tiny. relationships deep in domineering men. But there are definitely no Mr. Kelly. You know, there's a difference between a grown man seeking the attentions and affections of girls who can't say no. But my men in my book, my characters, they do anything and everything to keep from hearing that word no. So everyone that has a past, not all promise the future, but the characters fight for theirs. And like the sex, it comes with it and it goes along with it. So the women in my book, they've been through a lot. And they want that loving, that caring, that relationship. And they don't realize that the domineering man in my relationship also comes from somewhere where he's been through a lot. And together they have this real intense erotic explosion of a relationship. And that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Not so much the bondage and whatnot goes on, but it all leads to something. And at any given time, these women can say no, and they're respected for their no's. So I just want to set that record straight. I don't write about that stuff that you see on the docuseries. <laughs> we, wow. At the end of the day, my girl can go home. In the in it. But in a BDSM lifestyle, which mm-hmm. is what I think, R. Kelly, I think that's a BDSM lifestyle. I, I think, think he wants that, that but have, that's not what he has. Right. But I think when you have a, a dom and submissive uh, or a domina and submissive relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that's not for everybody. Because a lot of times exactly. people don't understand what it is. And exactly. It's a whole different kind of lifestyle. Everybody ain't made, and, and it's beyond being um, color, whatever it is. We have multiple <laughs> relationships. It's, it's it's beyond that type of relationship. A BDSM right. type lifestyle is beyond that. I will mm-hmm. say it takes the same. It takes the same amount of trust, if not more, in the person that you're in that relationship with, because at the end of the day, and I want this. Also, to be understood, the woman holds the key. She is in charge because he wants what she wants. And if what she wants is him, then, like I said, all parties involved are great. Everything is working. It meshes. It it goes together. We're on the same wavelength. But the moment she steps out of it and says, look, it, I'm, I'm not with this. I don't want this no more. He has to work mm-hmm. overtime just to get her back into his good graces, and she has to trust mm-hmm. him that he's not going to take advantage of that situation. And once you've earned that trust, you'd be surprised, women, what you'd be willing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I better pick up these books by with that raised, raised <laughs> <Yeah>. eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here in the chat room, we like to do something a little fun. And we about okay. to have some fun. Oh, yeah. Have we about to have some and fun up in here. <laughs> we about to have some okay. fun. I'm excited to see what Tony got for you. I'm excited. Oh, okay. we ready? Okay. <laughs> now, Miss Now Miss Boys coming up in the chat room, girl. You got my you got my mind on overdrive. Like, what can I get this sister to just tease us with? But we love okay. hearing creative juices flow from our guests. Now, I'm going to give you, I usually do three props, but, girl, tonight, mm, I'm going to give you four. 
And I want you to use them with your two leading characters and um, his perfect one. I think his name is Devin and is it Aria? Aria, yes. Aria, I want you to get them four props and and just give us a live excerpt. And me and Alicia is going to sit back with our popcorn and our red cup and our listening audience are probably doing the same thing uh-huh. after this happy <laughs> just gave us. <laughs> But your four oh props tonight is going to be some black Baja boots. We 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 got to put the red ones away, Leash. We got some black shiny red bottom Baja boots. All right. We have a rain. Ooh, we have a, a raincoat. <laughs> we have a raincoat. Okay. We have a we have an ice cube. Ooh, and we have okay. a and we. And we have a whip, and I want you to use those four props with Devin and Aria and give us a nice, grown and sexy live excerpt. And I got my popcorn right now. <laughs> All right, honey. You got your fan ready? Put your mm-hmm. fan on high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, all right, all right. So, Aria was trembling. She stood inside the suite of an ever decorated room, contemplating a run for it. She stood in the mirror, gazing at her elongated legs and her black, thigh-high, red-bottom boots. Turning to the side as she glanced in the mirror at her luscious body-revealing outfit selected just for her. She turned to the door when she heard a knock. And as the door busted wide open, who stood there but Devin? His whip attached to his hip and the color of ice as he licked his lips, a smile on his face because he could not wait to have a taste. Run his tongue along those thighs as they peekabooed out of the top of those boots. He walked over to Arya. Stock stood not knowing which way to go, but God, did she want to run? She didn't run. Devin walked over to her. He set the cup on the counter, and he took her by both shoulders, and he whispered in her ear, trying to face the wall. I want you to put both hands on it. And as you put both hands on it, I want you to lean into it. Press your body up against it. Don't look back. Devin reached into that cup and grabbed that ice. And as he ran the trail from the nape of her neck down the spine to the curvature of her luscious behind, he unzipped those boots and his hands ran back up her thighs and a loud smack laced her behind. Deep in takes a breath, Aria was, didn't know what to do with herself. Her chest beat up against the glass and her fingernails almost dug into it but she didn't look back. Devin grabbed that whip and cracked it one time. And all Aria knew was, I'm ready for this. Girl, you better keep giving us a little taste of that. <laughs> I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm like, 
Honey. <laughs> That's what we love to do here, me and Leisha. Well, I aim to please, ladies. I'm glad that I was able to come back and visit with you guys again. Oh, my goodness. You're yes, going to have to make sure you come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Give us you. some you more treats. See, this is what you got to do. You got to tag us. You got to tag us. I'm about okay. to get on my soapbox real quick. Author, okay. this is the thing I've got to have. Mm. I'm going to say you have to have a reader that has a basic eye. Not that the reader is basic, but their eye is basic. Their eyes are fresh, and everything that you write, they're going to get gobbled up in if you write it correctly, right? Right, right. right. You have exactly right. Audiobooks. When you have audiobooks, I think that a lot of times the narrative voice. Don't send me no inboxes. The narrative <laughs> voice can be distracting. When she just gave us that 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 quick excerpt right there, her narrative mm, voice was mm. so on point that I thought I was just wrapped up in her voice. And so I want to say this: when y'all are in these the the wave of audiobooks, which is um, I, I'm into audiobooks now because I don't get enough a lot of time to just sit still and be idle because I'm, you know, my mindset is maybe I should just do it myself so I always end up with a whole bunch of stuff to do. But mm-hmm. when y'all are picking these audiobook voices mm-hmm. as a reader and saying, maybe I don't know if y'all can listen to it or however, but just keep in mind that you need something that is for the voice. That voice just wraps you up in the whole conversation. Just real quick, she right. wasn't even a whole 10 minutes. I was wrapped up in everything she said, and the voice was on point. That's what brought the, that's what brought the story to life to me. When okay, we're reading yeah. the book, the words bring the story to life to us. But when it's an audio book and we're listening, the words mm-hmm. of that person's mm-hmm. voice is what brings it the book to life to us. And when that is off or if it's distracted or fitting or, you know, I I get a, I hear a lot of ed, uh, editing errors. Um, right, And I don't right. know if it's yes. in the book itself or if it's from the person trying to pronounce something and maybe they messed up. Not quite sure. Right. But I know that you have, when you have people like, that are more seasoned, like readers, where they read a lot, and they do a lot in the literary world, their eyes are more critical. Right. Exactly. Everything is more critical because we read to correct. Mm -hmm. And it's really really hard for me. Yes. Yeah, it's really hard for me to read for entertainment. That's why it's always Mm -hmm. good to have a basic eye. You got to have somebody with a basic eye. I got people that they got a basic eye. I can say, can you read this, please? Because me, I got an eye to correct. I'm always going to see something. I'm always going to be like, that didn't sound right, and go back in. You know, and so it, it becomes like you need to always got to have that one person that can listen and read to whatever you're putting out with that fresh exactly. ear and those fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree wholeheartedly. If you do an audio book, Miss J, yes. I'm going to have to do my do own, your own audio version. <laughs> do your own Girl. reading for your own book. 
Absolutely. Yes, I'm and JS, I want to say, I, I don't know if you saw my message to her, but I said, girl, she started off hot. Those first 10 words just drew you <laughs> in. And that, I, I just want to just add my little two cents, but those first 10, it may not even made it to the 10th word. You had me. You had me already. That's, that's, <laughs> and see, honestly, when I started mm-hmm. to write, that's what I wanted to do. I knew what books drew me in when I started to read them. I wanted to be those authors. I didn't want to be those authors, but be like that. I wanted to be drawn in, and I wanted the words that mm-hmm. I used mm-hmm. also to keep you interested. And so that was yes. my goal, if anything. And, you know, honestly, if the book does well, that's icing on the cake for me. I actually strive to write a book. I wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Hell, I wrote three. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm, for me, that's an accomplishment. So mm-hmm. even if it doesn't do well, which, you know, anybody who writes would like their book to do well, but even if it doesn't, I'm I'm good. I feel accomplished mm-hmm. in just the fact that I conquered my fear and I wrote mm-hmm. a book. This is also another fear of my own. I can't stand the sound of my own voice, but you guys love it. And so I know. Yes. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> You better Emma stop it, girl. <laughs> Emma needs you to put some earplugs in your ears and just ignore the fact that I you know. are talking. That's and go ahead on and work that thing out. Work that thing out. I'm going to have to do it. Yes. And we are book snobs. We are book snobs. We'll tell you in a heartbeat. We, we only was able just recently to, 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 you know, to say it out loud. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but we mm-hmm. are book snobs, girl. We love like, We are so people can get offended by the slightest thing and how we're difficult on ourselves as far as taking criticism. Mm -hmm. But I can honestly say that some people weren't into my book. And when I read those Mm. reviews or those criticisms, it just made me want to write the second book better. Made me want to write the third book better. I'm like, okay, you didn't like the first one, but catch me on the second go around or catch me on the third go around Mm -hmm. and see what you think then. And so it didn't deter me. And I guess that's, that's, I'm a product of a woman who's, She's Christian and she goes to church every day, but she taught us, you know, to be confident in ourselves and what we accomplish. Mm-hmm. And if you set out to do something, finish it. So mm-hmm. I'm not easily swayed by somebody who didn't like my book. It's what I wanted to say, and I said it, and that's my accomplishment. And I'm cool with it. Well, we are too. But it also drives Thank me. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having but then- me. I, I'm just telling you, you got to, audio book has been my new thing because my hands is always, I'm always doing something. I'm always working. And so um, my eyes, I just have to be in my mind sometimes. And I I, mm-hmm. I love a good audio book. I do. I love a good audio book. But I have, you know, really found, you know, that you can get a Kindle book 
just to be read to you. And I found that when the pen is right, even when um, it's just the computer talking, the pen, right, it mm-hmm. still it still comes to life. The, if you have the right action, the right emotion, the right. So I'm just saying, when you put mm-hmm. that audio book down. <laughs> make sure that's your voice You'll be the me. first person I call you. you yeah, make sure that's your voice on there. I'm sure Mr. Bob and, or whoever he is that everybody uses, I'm sure he does very well. However, <laughs> you need J.S. However. to read that book. I hear you. Yes, I need you to read that damn book. <laughs> we so appreciate you coming and kicking with us in the chat room, giving us that little snack, snacky snack. That was a trick. Well, I hope now, I, I hope I feel the appetite, darling. Yes, you Absolutely did, girl. That, you got as a reader, that was sitting me over to Amazon, like, okay, where is it? Where is it on? Where, mm-hmm. where, where, where can I find this book? Yes, I know. I know. Uh-huh. And feel free that to use that out real quick. Feel free to use that. That's what we do here on Let's Chat. We love getting those creative juices flowing, and uh, you know, we don't even charge coins for that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We because need the juices flowing. But we do it for a reason. When you are an author and you don't have word of mouth, you become your right. word of mouth. When your book doesn't have exactly. legs, your legs, or it become your book legs. And so you become part of the eye candy of your book. That's part mm-hmm. of the packaging. And so when we have the authors come I on here and we allow them to share their, special, their their natural juices to readers that may not have even thought about picking up a book for them or may not, that's just our way to create word of mouth. And Good. when they're able to hear and experience your thought process, that sends people out to support you. Yes, I mm-hmm. agree. And I appreciate you ladies wholeheartedly. Thank you so much. You are so welcome, and please come back whenever you want to. It's always, <laughs> the doors are always open. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I'm going to have to bring gotcha. Dominique and Ryan with me next time. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come All on right. and bring them. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> come on and bring them. We love it. We love it. More than Miriam. We appreciate you coming All and right. kicking with us, sharing your time, your space, and your mind. We want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can get your books. Ladies and gentlemen, I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter. I'm on Tumblr. Hell, I even got a Snapchat. And if you want right. to blog and see some more interesting topics of conversation, I am doing Eclectically Sexual Thoughts on my blog, www.jsdanielle.wordpress.com. Mm, see, there's that voice again. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got, I gotta get you clicking. I gotta get you clicking. And you got me over here clicking, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us, Jazz. You know, like, like I you said, you are welcome here anytime, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies. You guys. Are awesome. Uh, thank you for allowing my voice across your way to your race. Thank you so much. You are so very you welcome. You are more than welcome. <laughs> we appreciate you all coming to kick it with us you here too. in the chat room. That thank was you, a thank fabulous you. You ladies have a good evening. Danielle, you, you too, sweetie. 
If you just tuned in and you did not get a chance to hear her interview, no worries. Just head over to our archives here on blogtalk.com as well as iTunes or any podcast app. We want you all to remember to go over to Spreaker.com and follow Let's Chat. We are taking our Mind, Body, and Soul segments over to Spreaker. We still will have our blog talk uh, show for interviews as well. But the Spreaker will be uh, for a different type of vibe when it comes to interviews and so we want you guys to be able to go over there and follow us we have our first show on Spreaker February the 2nd we are talking about the state of news and media and we're also talking about black women in news and media so don't miss that we got two fabulous guests that are come going to come and kick the chat room door in we got three fabulous guests um, that are going to come and kick the chat room door in on February 2nd over there on Spreaker so we want you guys to make sure you are following us we appreciate you guys we will see y'all next week have a good weekend good night enjoy your weekend we out Busting my tail on a nine to five Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia club